Well, hello there, folks, and welcome to this special episode of LGBT D&D. Here, we wanted to give you a little bit more information on the backstory of how our game is run, as well as a little bit more about the world of Paravalos itself. Now, these guys are all 5th level characters. They all got to start out with a few hundred gold, as well as a uncommon magic item each. Before we decided to start recording our games, we actually ran a one-shot with all of our characters to try them out at a third level. This led to some changes in our party makeup. Ada, Ryan originally envisioned a non-binary paladin, however they decided to switch to a trans woman artificer in Ada, originally as an artillerist, however she finally decided to switch to a battlesmith before the podcast began. Meanwhile, Cress instead of the wild magic sorcerer, was actually a new College of Creation bard. Art, Varel, Eliwick, and Grass seeing little to no changes. And so, with all that being said, here's the conversation between me and my friends about the characters that they created for this story. You know, let's Dian discuss this. Hello, ladies, gentlemen, neither's both and in-betweens. Welcome back to LGBT D&D, where I have got the entire cast here. We are here to discuss a little bit about the world Paravalos behind LGBT D&D, and, of course, a little bit more about our characters along the way. So, of course, just to show everybody off, we've got Ethan, who Hello. plays Hello! Hi. Here, <laughs> uh, here. <laughs> we've got... Fia, who normally hey. plays normally. <laughs> do I do I do I have normally do something else? <laughs> well, you're not playing Crest today, are you? Ooh. We've got Melissa who plays Grass. <laughs> We've got Ryan who plays Bonsoir. Ada. <laughs> 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 We've got Alex who plays Eliwick Kabalob. Hello. And Leo playing Varel. Oh, Corpse Husband is here? And yeah, so let's oh kick God. it off right there. Um, Eliwick, like why don't you start us off? Tell us a little bit about where you grew up. Well, since um, I talked about how me and my siblings Snobby Lou. grew up. Yeah, yeah, Snobby, Snobby Lou, Lou and Snobby um, Lou. Gobblewort. And Gobblewort. Yeah, the, the trio, our trio. The yeah, I've, I've been thinking about them given our, our since our parting. And um, I was just wondering, like, with gnomes, like, um, since we were, do, do do you think that they're raised, like, in the community, like, with, with like, like, normally, um, like, in houses, or is it more of, like, a commune situation? Um, I don't know. I was Ooh. just, I was just wondering. Interesting. So, I, I've never thought of gnomes particularly as the commune type, necessarily. Mm. However, I know you had said that that's what you really love and wanted to create for Eliwick. Yeah. So I think we did end up creating for her a uh, Green Grensboro. Yeah. Is the name of it, I believe. The That's destroyed town time. that Eliwick used to live in that had a large sort of communally raising population. Yeah. And uh, with that being said, um, I, <laughs> sorry. Um, no, <laughs> it's just like I'm writing an essay in my mind. But um, with, with that noted, oh, yes. how do you think, like, like with the the stealing, um, I, I well actually I think maybe I wanted to say that I think um, even though Eliwick seems like 
it's kind of innocent in a way, and it's like kind of fun the way that she steals um, from from or used to steal from the hunters in her area. Um, I think that maybe it's also like pretty nasty of her and and her siblings, given that she was stealing from her own community in a way. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we finding some morally gray stuff. Yeah, hell yeah. Um, I know Grass has had a vastly different experience with her family in Meyerhold, and I was curious if you can talk to the city life there, Nolan, a bit for our audience and me. Mm-hmm. For yes, Meyerfield. for Meyerfield. Yeah, Meyerfield is a much larger city. Uh, that would be on the subcontinent that both Grass and Ellie are from. Uh, the Cruess Peninsula. It is a very much a big city that Grass comes from that has a lot of a lot of, a lot of special characters that you might find there. Uh, Meyerfields being one of the large hub. It, it is sort of the central uh, city within the Cruess Peninsula, so has a big influx of people from all over, and as that sometimes tends to do. When a lot of people are grouped up together, a lot of them decide to do bad stuff. So there is a lot of... Meyerfield is one of the larger crime-associated cities within Parvalos. Uh, the other one of those being Nilalula, which is a is sort of the peak of uh, corruption as far as most people would understand. I'm curious, my next question isn't for you, Nolan, but, um, Eliwick, of, because yeah. I know Grass and Eliwick met at Meyerhold, and that's what got Grass to leave the city and her homeland. Yeah. What were you doing in this rough and tough city? Well, you know, I, I, um, my, my, um, area my town of greensboro um me and me and we we were um i was out one day and when i came back i realized that my entire town and village um was no more it had been attacked i don't know much about what happened um but i know that i don't have access to my siblings or um you know any of my family or the people i grew up with so so i was just kind of i knew i had to leave um where i was because i didn't want to be you know, um, in that same predicament in case there were people or, you know, hunters around. Um, and I wanted to find myself in an area with people around mm-hmm. um, just because I, I didn't want to feel uh, like I was being hunted. You know, I didn't I didn't know if it was them oh, yeah. coming after us as like a noming society or if it was, you know, for what we had. But um, but I knew I had to get out and what better what what better place. But, you know. It reminds me a lot of like how we rescued that um, cow that was being hunted by the thimble dicks. That yeah. feeling of not wanting oh. that cow to be yeah. hunted or hurt at the town's annual hunt this cow festival. Yeah. What a terrible I, festival. Um, I, what, a, what a horrible terrible. festival, really, truly. I mean, given all of the, the hunting of, of gnomes and and other um, folk, you know, around, like, you'd really think that we'd be more, um, you know, uh, sensitive, exactly. but, 
but 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 no. Um, I also wanted to note that um, Ellie Wick and Grass both have um, a love for substances, and I do think <laughs> no, that no one can come on that until this moment, right? Yeah. Wait, what? You're hearing this for the first what? time ever. What? We're not. We're not. We're not doing this. We're not doing this straight edge. All right. We're there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff um, in it for us. But I, I do think that it maybe has something to do with where we're from. You know, um, what was oh, yeah. what was the 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 age of consumption in your in your town? Oh, when I was first introduced to um, substances. Yeah. yeah. Oh, grass is grass was um, introduced a little a little younger than she um, wish is which is way older than she fucking wishes she was naive and and oblivious to a lot we'll sum it up by one day she was playing in her parents draw and the thing that she was told at the um air program the avoid indigestible really bad substances program um, the yeah. D, yeah. Um, the, um, <laughs> B in really bad is silence, um, God, in the it air yeah, so long to catch on. <laughs> God, um, <laughs> shit. Anyway, this, this. The evidence. <laughs> that then she went through all of it at the I local, um, Meyer Hold elementary you know they put the the, the <laughs> substance goggles the halfling weed goggles on <laughs> which was goggles. just blindfolds and they said this is your mind on drugs <laughs> yeah. um very aggressively yeah. but back to when yeah. grass first saw yeah. um a live substance that wasn't a picture in her textbook yeah. um she might have been 22 years old, and it might have been the day that she met Ellie Wick when she was going in her mom's draw and found something that she shouldn't have. Yeah. I'm not going home for a while. <laughs> no. no, not at all. I, I, no. I thought the grass was just brewing some nice strong pots of tea. I, I was trying to brew yeah, some tea strong, that day, hot. and that was not oh. tea. I, I was very <laughs> keyword pause. Um, I want to hear. So you know, Varel is like this this fighter, and I. Yeah, right. But you know, a little bit of flavor. Um, could you tell me more about like Varel's like worldview? Oh man, I think that it was literally just broken open. Like, up until literally the kind of beginnings of this campaign, I don't think he's even had that much contact with magic. I feel like Varel, like, was, grew up being like, I, I think the best thing, you know, is going to be, like, protecting the king and queen. <laughs> and then, like, you know, achieving that and then immediately having it be like, yeah, actually, like, shit is a lot more complicated than, like, you know, the king and queen being, like, the best and, like, united, like, you know, like, it just completely, like, his whole worldview, like, crumbles in that moment. And then he's like, oh, well, I guess, you know, I'm just, I'm a strong guy. Like, I'll go, like, make some fucking gold with the dwarves. Like, and also this is, like, 
you know, I feel like the diaspora, like he's like, this is, mm. this is my home now, you know, like performing the old rock and roll with the dwarves, incredibly dangerous <laughs> mining technique, um, performing, you know, like led to some crazy vernacular, but like having, like having experiences in the dwarven beer halls where like, if you don't fist fight, like some dwarven win, like you just have to sit under the table on a little stool marked like, you know, like sad sad boy you know or whatever it was like there was a lot of hazing i think like living among the dwarves because he's not a dwarf and they were just like look at this dumbass mercenary you know so i feel like at that point he's like well i guess i'll just take gold like wherever i can get it like i'm moving from like lawful good to like neutral mm-hmm. good like he's like i don't you know like maybe i don't really have to check you know into where i'm getting the quest from <laughs> you know because apparently, like, you know, everyone else is getting out for theirs and, you know, I could possibly... I think he was like, maybe, like, maybe I'll just retire and, like, never harm anyone again. You know what I mean? I'll just try to, like, get enough gold to just, you know, hang up the armor and garden. But, like, uh, I think, uh, uh, like, you know, taking the wrong quest gets into a bunch of even worse difficulties and then tangled him up into the thimble wicks right because he takes a quest that's like basically stealing and now i'm lost in the <laughs> desert which with a bunch of goddamn wizards like i think at this moment he's like am i even gonna survive this like am i like is this something i'm even getting out of and i'm just like you know i think that that that's the world view like slowly shifting into like holy shit like this world's a lot bigger and a lot more is going on then when I grew up and was like, I want to be a knight because they're good, you know, and going to keep everyone safe and like always do the right thing. You know, I'm like, oh, man, you know what I mean? That's why I'm not a paladin, you know? And so but what about you, Art? I feel like, you know, you like you like know all of this arcana and definitely got caught up in a bunch of hijinks yeah. and press you know, pr- pretending to be nobles or whatever the fuck it was. Well, that, yeah, uh, so well, we, we was saved like... a noble, but also maybe got a noble <laughs> killed. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, well, Art was like in his, uh, you know, apprentice tutelage underneath his wizard mentor. I feel like, you know, his, mm. his wizard mentor was not necessarily like a very studious, boring old man, but more or less just like yeah. a retired rogue wizard who's just like seen Sick. the world and the worst of it. And he's like, you know, well, listen, oh, kid, God, follow dumb. my lead, um, yeah. you know, so he got a yeah. lot of, what's their, what was their name? What was Hask- their name? <laughs> um, yeah, Haskell, Haskell or Husk. Um, yeah, or but, Husk. uh, yeah, he, you know, he's <laughs> very world weary, jaded, you know, that's why, you know, leaving wizard school, Classic. it is, it, you know, art isn't necessarily just like, oh, I only know divination magic. He's like, I also know how to set a man <laughs> on fire. You know, um, yeah, like I'm, I'm wiping yeah. my, stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> so Same. I feel like for art, it was like, you know, I'm learning the arcana, I'm learning the magic, but I'm also learning that like, okay, you know, where's the bad part of town? You know, how can I get in trouble? How can I, yeah. how can I get some gold? Uh, but I'm not learning like real life. Yeah. Um, so whatever. He, he was pretty lucky, <laughs> uh, you know, and then when he, he joined up with Cress, he was able to really put all of the the learning into practice <laughs> you know going full yeah, adventurer yeah because i'm sure um, yeah caress like what how 
could you give us a time or two when you, you know, pressed Art into into performing some magic he might not have performed? Oh, yeah. You know, had you not, at not your gentle urging? Okay, so... <laughs> okay, so. The pitch is a little bit chaotic. And, you know, I just, I kind of do whatever the will takes me to. And mm. I'm trying, I'm trying to do good. I am trying to do good now. I did a lot of really shady shit that I didn't want to do in my past. Like, got just mm-hmm. right into that. Trying to do better now. But, you know, intentions and the way that it works out aren't always in line with each other yeah because like i'm do i'm trying i'm doing my best but i'm also doing what i know how to do and so let's hear there are times let's hear art and i were traveling around and you know you know let's just we're gonna tell the story of how art and i got arrested actually so oh (laughs) as you know (laughs) <laughs> this we is all a good had one. run-ins oh, with the Thimblewick family. And oh, so, baby. Uh, Art and I, we kept, we did a bunch of different jobs them just to try to be raising some money. I mean, they're rich, so we were, like, taking these jobs. All of them, they turned out pretty well. Not exactly how they wanted it, but enough for them to, like, keep us around. And, you know, also enough where... I wouldn't say they keep us around because they want to. It's more, we were the only ones accessible this time around. Where, yeah, you know, we get the, the job done. Yeah, you know. and one of, one of the Thamblewick Dukes was nice. kidnapped. And so they're like, okay, we need <laughs> someone to save this Duke. And we yeah. happened to be in town that day. It's so like, God, these Classic assholes. Fate. But I guess it's either work with them or... The Duke loses his little Duke. That's kind of the little threat they had going on. So, Art is skilled in divination magic. And so, like, at one point, like, Art had, like, been trying to do this stuff for, like, using that divination for good. But then just at one point, when we got to where the Duke was being held captive, like, we noticed some just safety hazards in the workplace if you catch my drift. Not not compliant with, with Fosha, you know, fantasy Fosha. Yes. Um. <laughs> and so there were they were just holding a lot of explosive barrels right near just the guard post. I think they were doing some spring cleaning or something. But anyways, so like this guard is actually using some halfling weed at the time, near these rails explosives, and he's trying to put it out. And so we just aren't foretold that they were just accidentally going to try to put out this halfling weed right in this open gunpowder spot, completely blowing up the barrels. Yeah, I mean, the big thing with divination magic, it's, uh, you can foresee the future, you can influence the future. And sometimes you influence the future so people blow up. And, yeah. you know, it's, it's just how it is. Um, you know, divination, what are you going to do about it? Uh, and, like, I'd up. say that that's probably, like, the biggest time which I was like, Hey, Art, wouldn't it be fucking hilarious if you did this? Yeah. And, like, started pushing Art to use magic for not the best intentions, but it works out, you know? 
Yeah, we're, we're hmm. just pranksters, you know. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Just a prank, yeah. Bro. No yeah. Real <laughs> also, uh, uh, just long story short. Or terror at the bottom yeah. of the Tell that to the Duragar. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're just merry little pranksters yeah. doing a yeah. little prank, prank. <laughs> yeah, and then as I just to finish out the story, long story short, we end up rescuing yes, the Duke. Yes, uh, I accidentally turn him into a sheep, and then just we're, Art's trying to do a ritual to t- uh, to make him like go back into his normal little asshole form and then a wyvern swooped in took the oh, sheep no. the town guard saw no. thought we were sacrificing oh. the duke yeah you know people don't that oh, look no. at a ritual and they're like oh the ritual is oh. evil I'm like no the ritual was to undo <laughs> this like, magic no, no, and me. they're like yeah. <laughs> wizards am i right and then we went to jail yeah am i right um, yeah you failed the persuasion check, and they swung on you. Yeah, <laughs> classic. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> now, what what I want to hear a, a little bit about is uh, mm-hmm. Ada's life prior yes. prior to you know having to actually kill people. Um, <laughs> Were you on that island in the north? Were you on? Is that where that was from? Um, the, I was Where was the, the li- that big-ass library? Is that in that island in the north? So it's not on an island. It's actually just at the peak uh, northwest of the continent. Mm-hmm. Ulren Anore. And, I Ulren mean... Anore? Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So I'm it's part of the coastal right states. Now. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I mean... Ada, um... I mean, you're gonna learn more about some of Ada's parents in the future episodes no spoilers but i mean ada's dad was a researcher with the library at the time and really turned ada on to um researching and and exploring within ellen and Ore and the great library there um and raised ada to be um militant in getting research no matter the cost um sort of um Word. going against what the mom's values were Your mom and ada's mom you know disappeared when she was young so uh, what you know disappeared? i don't know um so she's kind of where what How? she's kind of torn what? up about what it happened she went out just gone and never came back she's just gone i mean like ada's so ada what? was mostly raised by her dad and um and the dad doesn't really wow. um like to talk oh, much about what happened so about yeah. that do you remember the disappearance? You I remember waking up in the dead of night and um, sort of just hearing some arguments and then um, and then like Whoa. trying my best to lull myself back to sleep so and then waking up. Ada has built an owl and some other robots. Has, has Ada ever tried to build an when did you? Yeah. When did you build the owl? And did you try to build a mummy? <laughs> yeah, I actually Seriously. tried to build the milf bot before the owl. Stop! Uh, no. Did you use oat oh. milk? <laughs> and that's where we end. And as I said, there, folks, that is where we end this special lore episode of LGBT D and D. 
Thank you so much for listening all the way through. We've been amazed by all the support that we've gotten for our first episode so far. Please make sure you're subscribed to our podcast and following in every Thursday for a new episode. And may your next dice roll be a natural 20. Have a good one.